Hi, and welcome to the Mindful Shape Podcast. This is Paula Parker. When we use food as a substitute for what we really want, it will never be enough. This is how it's possible that you can feel ill from being so physically full, yet still want more. It's because the true desire is still unmet. We think the cause of overeating and complying with sugar cravings is unrestrained desire, but actually it's the opposite. It's blocked desire. It's the blocking of our true desires so that they are displaced onto food. Okay, so what about your cravings for sugar or urges to overeat or even just go off plan when you're feeling good, when you're happy? What's going on here? You may have had that experience of going out for dinner with your partner or a good friend. You decide to have a glass of wine or look, their signature cocktail is on special. You're in a great mood, you're feeling good, and you think, this is fine, you know, I want to have fun. You've heard that their, you know, insert high fat, high carb dish is really good and you want to try it. And the next thing you know, you're having another drink or two and sharing a dessert. You leave the restaurant so full that you're already starting to lose the good vibes. The fresh air hits you and immediately you start thinking about the scale tomorrow, thinking about how you went off plan yet again and how it feels like you take one step forward and two steps back. Even though we really enjoyed ourselves in that moment, the net effect of this experience is negative for us. So why do we do this when it appears we have all our emotional needs met? It's because our brains are wired for pleasure as much of it as we can possibly get out of every experience. This is why addicts overdose. They need more and more to get the pleasure of that first high. Biologically, pleasure originated as a system to guide us toward things that would benefit it. Even in a bacterium, glucose receptors on the cell membrane initiate chemical processes that cause the organism to move forward to a food source. Pleasure is a biological message mediated through our nervous system that says, yes, this is meeting my needs. So here's the good news. There are natural pleasures that we get as humans. You can identify a natural pleasure as having a positive net effect on us. Here is a list of natural pleasures. Eating fuel foods, and by that I mean food that is healthy fuel for our bodies. Resting, moving our bodies, exercise and movement that we enjoy, connecting with someone. This is more than, hey, how's it going? It's about really feeling heard and being present with someone in that moment. Sex and intimacy, cleanliness, like taking a shower after a long hike or when you go camping, accomplishment. Think of how you feel when you complete something that you've been putting off. And lastly, adventure having some kind of exciting new thing in your life, having a new experience or uh, an upcoming vacation that you're looking forward to. Now, what's so interesting is to see how many natural pleasures directly correspond with the emotional needs we most often meet with food. This is really good news. It means simply by incorporating more of the natural pleasures in our lives, we will immediately start fulfilling these needs and won't rely on food in an attempt to fill a gap. But what you'll notice with natural pleasures is that they require effort. How many times have you just put off something simple like taking a shower when then you get in and you just don't want to get out because it feels so good? Or think about fuel food. 
It takes a lot of activation energy to get off off the couch on Sunday afternoon, go to the store, and then meal prep for the week. Or turn off Netflix and go to the gym. So much activation energy is required for this. What has happened is that as humans, we've created shortcuts to circumvent the activation energy required to get concentrated versions of pleasure, but in an artificial form. So our brains have not evolved to keep up with these rapid changes. So while a natural pleasure gives us moderate pleasure, say seven out of 20, a concentrated pleasure is like a 19. So here's a list of concentrated pleasures. First, sugar and flour. Second, alcohol, drugs of any kind, video games, social media, gambling, and other risk-taking behaviors, and lastly, shopping, and the debt that goes along with that, so over-shopping. Shopping to buy things that you need in your life is obviously fine, but overspending or looking for that dopamine hit from having something new is what I'm talking about here. Concentrated pleasures are quick and easy. It's no wonder that by default, our brains want them. This is why for many of us, this notion of eating intuitively is so frustrating. My intuition wants chocolate, okay? Just huge quantities of chocolate. But you'll notice that some of these things on the list don't have any draw for you. This explains how there are those people who are naturally thin and have never had quote unquote food issues. Sure, maybe chocolate tastes good to them, but for these people, it just doesn't have the same degree of pleasure. Years ago, a friend came over and noticed a half-empty bottle of wine on my counter and said, wow, that would not last at my place. But for me, alcohol has always been a take-it-or-leave-it kind of thing, but I could definitely relate to her because I thought, well, if that were an open package of Twizzlers on the counter, it would totally be a different story. Now, this doesn't mean that necessarily all of us get this huge dopamine release from all of these concentrated pleasures, but pretty much everybody is going to have at least one thing on there that does something for them. You may know someone for whom shopping is a major dopamine hit. Then other people would rather get their dopamine hit from seeing the number in their savings account increase. They're like, look at all this money I have. I feel amazing. I don't wanna buy all those things. When we repeatedly partake in these concentrated pleasures, our brain thinks that these things are of increasing importance and that the behavior of taking part in that pleasure is something that we should do all the time. Eventually, it becomes a habit to turn to these concentrated pleasures instead of the natural pleasures. It just becomes automatic. Sure, you're still making the choice every time you choose it, but it's so downregulated in terms of what your brain is doing that it's just happening automatically in your neural connections that it's normal for you. It's what you do. This is the definition of habit formation. It's also important to recognize that the list of concentrated pleasures are superficial. What I mean is they are merely inferior counterfeit versions of the real thing. We've desensitized ourselves to the natural forms of pleasure and convinced ourselves that the counterfeit is the best we can get. However, We want to train ourselves to desire the real thing because the natural version is our true desire. The natural pleasure gets us what we really want in our lives. The net effect is positive for us. With the concentrated pleasures, the more that you do them, the more you partake in them, the more craving you experience for them, and the less pleasure you actually get out of them. This is the long-term result. 
but you may also recognize this in a single sitting. The first few bites of your favorite treat are amazing, but then the more you eat, the more and more sugar you need to get the same pleasure. Over time, as this choice becomes a habit, it just becomes normal to eat all that sugar. But of course, you're still not getting that much pleasure from it and you want more and more or you start looking for that same pleasure in something else. Now, the opposite is true for natural pleasures. The more you do them, the more pleasure you get out of them. So think about that for a minute. It's so important to really let that sink in because it will help you tap into that activation energy you need to make these a habit. The more you engage in natural pleasures, the more pleasure you get from doing them. They have an intrinsic reward. We need to practice turning to that natural list so that it becomes enough pleasure in our lives. Then we can drop the concentrated list and meet all of our needs on the natural side. That is what we are aiming for because then we are solving for the over-desire, the real cause of overeating. So when you're feeling restless and you're wanting some pleasure and you don't know what else you can do, take a look at that list. What can you do? Take a shower, go for a walk, go to sleep, talk to a friend, you know, have sex with your husband or your partner. Increasing these types of activities will bring a lot of natural pleasure into your life and give you the results that you want. So what are they again? I'm going to list the natural pleasures for you. Eating foods that are good for your body. So thinking of food as fuel, healthy fuel for our bodies. Resting. Moving our bodies in movement that we enjoy. Connecting with someone on a deep level. Sex and intimacy. Cleanliness. Accomplishment and adventure. Looking forward to something or having something exciting going on. So I hope this helps you understand why you may be going off your plan or indulging when everything else in your life seems to be going really well. Or maybe it offers you some hope for those of you who feel like you're bound to a life of craving sugar forever. You aren't. All you have to do is start incorporating more natural pleasures and lean away from the concentrated ones. Over time, your brain will do the rest. Thanks for listening today and I'll talk to you next week. Hey, if you like this podcast, feel free to find me on my website at mindfulshape.com or Instagram at mindful underscore shape. You can also book a free mini session with me to take this work deeper and see what coaching one-on-one is like. You can book that mini session on my website. I hope to see you there. Bye.